And we're back. How we doing, Anna? Well, Todd, things are heating up. Ooh, yes, Nelson with the jalapeno poppers. Incredible. Ramirez comes in hot with a cheeseburger, patty, lettuce, tomatoes. Beautiful formation. Is he? <gasps> He's going for it. Ramirez grabs the Duke's mayo. <laughs> Look at it go. The twang. Anna, this is the best tailgate I've ever commentated on. Tailgate with twang. Get the official mayo of the tailgate. Duke's mayo today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello there, gentle listener of the Custard TV podcast, brought to you exclusively uh, from the custardtv.com. Is that right? Is that the website address? I think, yes it is. That's it. That's it. First name right Yay! of the podcast. It definitely is a new series. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. Uh, my name is Gary. I am not the runner and the editor of the website. Uh, I am merely uh, just a, an unpaid employee. Uh, I'm joined by another unpaid employee, uh, Matt. What was that again, Gary? Um, unpaid employee. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I look back and I think this is actually Series 4, not Series 3, like we said last ah, week. right, okay. There was that series with, uh, what's face, oh, Tanise. Uh, um Luke is, um, well, the, the, what, doing one of two things. Either he's heard about the vacancy in the Scottish Parliament from Alex Salmon retiring and he's off to start that campaign, or, more likely, he's gone back to school and is campaigning for head boy. Yeah, uh, or head girl. I I don't know. Either <laughs> one, either one is is a famous. Uh, you've never you've never seen him in the flesh, Gary. This so you is don't a good know, point. This is a good point. Uh, so we bring you the best and the worst of the box in the past seven days, and we tell you what's coming up. So we do news reviews and previews. So first is the news. It, it, just giving Luke. Cause Luke will still edit this together. Luke, if you could just direct and put some music here, we'll leave you a gap. Um, ITV acts as rising star even before it begins airing. Now, this is not the first time ITV have done this, is it? Uh, no, but I can't remember. Well, no, there was some sort of not celebrity Love Island. Uh, when we went to Edinburgh, actually, um, there was a question asked of uh, Peter Bincham, the ITV controller, about rising star, and you know, when they're going to start. Who, have you got any ideas for a host? And he was very cagey. He did say that early early 2015 is when it was going to air. But do you think this might be down to the sort of uh, really sort of bad reception X Factor's had so far? Yeah, I, I do think that we are seeing the last days, really, of mm. the big uh, reality shows. I think, you know, well, like the, the, the X Factor, you, I think we're in the waning years. You say that. I mean, we've got at least, I think it's another two of Britain's Got Talent, another two X Factors, because they signed a three-year contract oh, last sure. year. Oh, sure. I don't disagree that there will still be them, but I think... I think, you know, when you look at the panel that's on Strictly this year, you know, okay, there's some good names, but they really are scraping scraping near the barrel. I wouldn't put Strictly with those other talents. I think Strictly is different from X Factor voice um, talent. 
because it's it's a it's a I I would class that more as an entertainment show. I think what we're talking about here is more the you know real people trying to make stars yeah. sort of thing, that I sort of thing. Suppose what you're saying is is that you group them with like I'm a celebrity, get them out of here, celebrity yeah, brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, celebrity I mean, master chef. I, yeah, I put. I mean, I'd put strictly sort of, you know, it's almost like what the generation game was, yeah. you know, in that era. And well, as we know, that of light, light entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose you could call and it. And that's coming back, isn't it, with uh, yours and mine favourite Miranda? Well, Hart. well, again, allegedly, this was, this was uh, another point of contention at said Edinburgh Festival. Uh, Charlotte Moore, the uh, BBC One controller, was asked to, about it, and she said. So something along the lines of that Miranda Hart will be hosting right. a a, a uh, game show, a modern day version of the Generation game. So whether it is a carbon copy remake yeah. like we've seen with Celebrity Squares recently, I'm not sure, but it will be something in that vein. Well, seeing as I can't stand Celebrity Squares or Miranda Hart, I can only hope show that it does be very similar and bombs. Um, moving on. Um, Dennis Waterman is to leave new tricks. Oh, and by the way, sorry, before we say this, if you would like to know more about Matt and Luke's jaunt to Edinburgh, uh, there is a separate podcast which you can find on the website. Have you listened to I it? I have, yes. It was very informative, uh, particularly the stories about lifts and uh, being in rooms waiting for people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or travelling. There was, there was lots of travelling. You're really it. Yeah, no, I, I can't really remember what was on it, but you know. There was also lots of hard-hitting news and uh, humour. Uh, Dennis Waterman is to leave New Tricks. Now, obviously, New Tricks is almost like the, um, uh, the... Not the Spice Girls. Who's the band where no one's an original member anymore? Uh, the Sugar Babes. So... Apart from the Sugar Babes don't exist anymore. The original three then started their own band, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe Dennis Waterman is leaving to do that. Maybe he's going to team maybe up. Maybe him and Armstrong and Bolam and Amanda Redmond yeah. will all be in something. Tricks or something. Yeah, yeah. old tricks, I don't know. <laughs> on, on, on yeah. The ratings for new tricks, I think, have been very disappointing. I think the reason they keep bringing it back is that it, it, last series, even up against... Um, Doc Martin, mm. which is a big hitter for the for ITV, it did exceptionally well. I mean, you're, you're probably looking at about six, seven million in overnights. Whereas this series, they they've been looking at about you know down to four this Monday, and I, I will talk a little bit about why. Yeah. But as well now with the new characters, I mean, the ones I've watched, I don't watch it on a regular basis, but I, I dip in and out every now and then. And definitely Nicholas Lindhurst is the only one of those four at the moment that are sort of that is an interesting character, that is one that you sort of are invested in. But does this mean they'll have to redo the theme tune now that Dennis Moore yeah, well, left? Yeah, you know, I so. think actually me, me and Luke made this joke last year that it'd have to be someone who's known for singing theme tunes, so it'd probably be someone like Nick Berry. Mm. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, well, you, you, Eric Idle. Eric Idle, or you, you can't really have um, the bloke, Harry Seacombe, because unfortunately he passed away. Uh, but uh, there you go. One particular new show is Cyberbully. Uh, I think that's a Channel 4, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, Channel 4. Channel 4. Uh, uh, so Cyberbully is, yeah, with Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yep. And also there is a new uh, five-part espionage drama uh, called London Spy starring Ben Whishaw, and they're both coming in uh, 2015. You should look forward to that. Alexander Armstrong, who we mentioned a little earlier, and Kevin Eldon will be cast in the revamped Danger Mouse. Now, I'm assuming that Alexander Armstrong will be Danger Mouse and Kevin Eldon will be Penfold. I think it's fairly kind of safe to see that. Um, That's a reasonable pick. Um, I just, for me, the problem with Danger Mouse remake is, although it was very much a show for kids, 
some of the dialogue was very kind of not risky adult, but adults got it as well. Seeing as who they've cast, I think they're they're going to still do that as well. You know, they've not cast kids actors, have they? They've no, that's cast... true. We used to get cartoons on a Saturday night over, you know, on ITV and BBC One. You know, maybe maybe Danger Mouse could be given a more, you know, decent and slot. Also, uh, Dave Lamb of Come Down With Me fame ah. is, is going to be the narrator. Of, of he would have been good. Who's going to be Baron uh, Bar- Sea C- Baron? Oh no, that's the there was there's the Baron, and then there was the Crow that used to go Sea Baron. That could be me. I could, I could do that. <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening, I could do that. <laughs> if you're out there, Danger Mouse producer. Yes. Just randomly listening to a podcast thinking, what will I do about the crow? <laughs> two, two renewals. Um, one is West 1A, which is the spin-off of 2012, which yeah. was originally about the 2012 Olympics and now is about the inner workings of the BBC. Because I didn't think this was too... Uh, so much of a surprise it, it, it got huge ratings and critical well, well acclaim received. when it was out yeah. well received and it was... I quite liked it did you watch yeah, it? yeah I watched a couple of them I didn't watch all of them but I did watch a couple no. of them they're good characters I hadn't watched 2012 before so it probably no. took a few I don't think you needed that much I mean they only brought in Hugh Bonneville and um, Jessica Hines didn't they but, but I went back and watched an episode of 2012 and it got you into the humour of it uh, and the recently successful In the Club uh, that was on BBC One uh, a story about uh, women's pregnancy uh, and a pre- pregnancy at the club. As opposed to men's pregnancy. You know I mean? <laughs> it, was, it starred a lot of pregnant women and their yeah, families. Um, this is the kind of drama that BBC does quite well. It doesn't appeal to me, but it obviously has an no, audience. Exactly. I, I watched the first episode and absolutely hated it with a passion. Yeah. This, though, being Kay Meller, who uh, famously uh, did The Syndicate as well, yes. her sort of go-to at the moment, certainly with the Syndicate, which is coming out for a third series, I think next year, is to do different characters in each one. So whether they will yes, bring the in... the second series, they moved the Syndicate, didn't they, from one venue to another? Yeah. They had a different Syndicate and a different lot of characters. And they're doing that again. There's a, the third series of the Syndicate is another mm. lot of other characters. And I think In the Club might do the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if there was continuing storylines or anything like that because um, I didn't watch it, but um, yeah. definitely um, this did find an audience, but I think you know, myself, you and Luke are, aren't the target, you know, Indeed. Kay Mellor's drama. Yes, we're not, we're not Kay Mellor's, uh, we're not on her Christmas card list, which is a shame, because I would love to get a card from her. Because she changes every year. Oh, so. fair enough, yeah. Um, now, this is one for where I would like Matt's input, because I'm, I'm not a huge Derek fan, um, not a huge Ricky Gervais fan in general. No, I'm not. But you've seen a lot of Derek, haven't you? I've seen bit. I watched the first episode of series one, the first episode okay. of series two, and yeah. So, oh no, this was series two, wasn't yeah. it? Because it piloted, didn't it? it I did, watched yes. that pilot, and then I think I watched a couple of series one and a couple of series two, and I just think certainly when they lost Carl Pilkington in the second series, I think it yeah, went a I, bit downhill. I think people said, but it's, it, Ricky Gervais has decided to end the project, but he's going to end it with a special, so rather than just ending it as it is now, it's it's going to go out with a bit of a bang. Uh, you know, it, it's good that we get a different kind of comedy. We talk very much about comedy on this podcast, about being really subjective, and if you like it, great. If you don't, don't. And But I'm but not sure how much like. 
Derek was meant to. I don't know where the humour, where you were sort of yeah. supposed to find the humour. And I know we've talked about Derek quite a lot, so we're not going to no, sort of rehash on ground. So listen to our old podcast about Derek. Or email us your own, or tweet us your own views on or Derek. Facebook us. Or Facebook us. We'll give you those details towards the end of this podcast. Very quickly, two last news items that were picked up that are hot, hot, hot off the press. Uh, Nick Frost is going to be in the Doctor Who Christmas special. And the overly tall Greg Davis, uh, he of Cuckoo fame, uh, or well, I don't say fame is the right word, Cuckoo note infamy, infamy uh, is going to be the host of Dave's Taskmaster. Do we know what Taskmaster is about? Yeah, it's actually based on a, uh Edinburgh show by another comedian, Alex Horn. Oh yeah, and he's been on, he, um, he's the guy with a very nice, he's, he's got a good beard. Okay, um, it, it's a show he's done and they're now bringing it on to... Um, TV uh, with Greg Davis setting a celebrity teams of celebrities tasks and challenges. So it's going to be. It looks to be like a sort of panel show, from what I've read. I'm not quite sure. There's one coming uh, soon on Channel Four that I've seen where you get celebrities to do things during a day. Like you could get, I don't know, Ashley Banjo to come and look after your kids, or you could get Denise Van Outen to come and clean your cooker. That's that's also. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it does need cleaning, and I wouldn't mind if Denise wanted to come around and do it. I can't lie. You can't tell her what to wear, though. Gary. No, no, no. That's fine. I'm. Quite, I'll, I'll not even be in the house when she does it. Just as long as she does a good job. To be fair, as long as those webcams are in the right places. Shh, we don't talk about those. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Okay, so uh, back in series three. Uh, we, <laughs> we did the uh, what we're still watching, and we're going to start the reviews with continuing shows uh something we've talked about a lot and obviously if you sort of subscribe on itunes then you will have seen we interviewed one of the teachers uh for educating east end that was mr Bisfam. uh and now gary you have watched yes. some of these so you, i you i've no, i've now caught up it's great to see a, a television show where i can understand the accents uh as opposed to educating yorkshire uh, and educating essex no uh, the, I, I i do love this i think i think i relate a little bit more to the characters because you know there is a bit more of my upbringing mm. in this one that idea where i wish some of my teachers had been the same sort of nurturing i wish i'd had the chance to be head boy or head girl we didn't have that mm. we just had prefects which one <laughs> either would have been fine no we had prefects and uh, and i was a prefect but there was no real special prefects had to stand in hallways yeah. and tell kids and, off you and, know and yeah yeah and let them in for dinner and stuff yeah, like that you didn't no, I, I did that yeah you didn't get to uh <laughs> sit in on teachers meetings and things like that and uh and get a badge. You know, we didn't even have a pre- we'd have prefect See, things. Uh, when I went to the school for the screening, they only gave me a prefect badge. They didn't even offer me a head boy badge or a head girl badge. So they, they know, know my limits. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing new here in the sense of these are very similar to the two other projects, but mm-hmm. you have to have a heart Last of night, stone yeah. not to not to to love the characters, the children, Joshua, the story of Joshua. And anybody who's been quiet can easily relate to this character who basically just put himself forward. You know, his dad's a cleaner at the school. This guy is so anonymous beforehand, but he put himself out. I loved his his little video where he kind of went, oh, I didn't see you there. I will defer to our um, erstwhile colleague who has actually uh, on... Twitter said it was one of the most enjoyable bits of yeah. TV I've seen all year, and I would concur with that. I I was really emotional by the end where he, you know, where he got the job and and then he hugged his dad and I just thought all that was great. And I I mean even in that second episode with the boy who wanted to be a footballer, yeah, and they wanted to sort of you know bring his sort of reality crashing down on him, like you know you might not ever achieve this. 
let's see if you can coach some but that of the was done kids. so brilliantly you know there yeah. there was someone who was giving him some life examples you know my brother i think he said it was either him or his brother the pe teacher said look you know i wanted to be this guy you know wanted to be a, a, a footballer but he actually is now a coach and you know yeah. it, it, it was a pe teacher wasn't it, it was a pe teacher but i can't remember if it was him or his brother that wanted to be the footballer way in which they did it you know in the sense of right here's something you now like okay you know if you don't pick your grades up you won't be able to do this mm. and it, it was that motivation that he needed it wasn't he didn't need to just continually being told off for every bad thing he'd done wasn't working so they thought right let's give him a little bit of taste of something he does like and then try say we'll take it away it was a different way you know it, but it really worked for this guy and there was another kid in that episode wasn't there the young sort of uh, Cypriot, Cypriot kid I can't remember his name, but he appeared all very yeah. briefly in the third yeah. episode. A real well, they nice seem guy. to be bringing back anger. the kids you've already seen, haven't they? They brought back like you see bits. Yeah. They ask the same kids questions. Yeah, every the talking week, heads. Are, are, yeah, are the girls from Year Nine are still on there, aren't they? From Week One. Yeah. And also another little anecdote because it didn't click with me till last week that I'd met Mr. Palumbo as well. Oh really? We talked to Mr. Bisfam. I I briefly met the head teacher as well and talked to her at the screening. Right. But on, on the way out, obviously, I, I was rushing to get back to the tube to the tube station. The school is quite a far way away from the tube station if you're walking. Right. And I was I was desperately sort of trying to half run down the corridor, and then suddenly Mr. Palumbo <laughs> appeared, and I was like, and it, only now watching the episode. Can I sort of put two and two Isn't together? Isn't he the guy with the very limited sight? So you might have got away yeah. with it. But you could see. But then he would have checked my pulse like he did. Ah, uh, yeah. With those boys and stuff. Yeah, I just very thought good. he he was so he was so. Uh, I, I thought he was great as well. Yeah. I think all the teachers. I mean, they didn't really focus too much on Miss Smith in these first two episodes. Last night, I think she really came into her own because in the first two educating series, the first episode has been based around the head teacher, really. Yeah. And in that first episode of Educating the East End, you had a lot of Mr. Bisfam. Mm. We'll just plug our interview again with Mr. Bisfam yes. if you haven't already listened to it. Um, you can do so I, on the website. You can do so. Now, have you listened to it, Gary? I have, yeah. Enjoy yeah. um, it? Yeah. Well, I, I listened to it after I watched the show, so yeah. Yeah. that was probably quite good. Uh, very quickly, let's touch on the X Factor, but we, we did talk a lot about <laughs> this last week, so even though Luke isn't here, I can kind of hear a buzzing voice in my head that says, move on now, uh, as, as we get every week. As we I, get I, I'm point. hoping if we talk to the X, talk the X Factor, he will play another bit of inspirational music underneath like he did last week. Oh, yeah, there. a bit of Coldplay. When a hero comes along. A bit of Coldplay this time, I, I think. I'm thinking, what's that? Oh, Kelly, I'm the world's greatest, or something Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just completely find it. I, I mean, I'm fed up with Cheryl. I think that stuff with that girl, the one who she mentored before. If you look, actually, quick, get on my high horse soapbox, whatever. Nice. Um, last year there was a girl, wasn't there, who Sharon had had in her judges' houses. 
the last time she was on oh, the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got through a couple of auditions, got to boot camp, but they just realised she wasn't good enough. And, you know, Sharon sort of tried to play with Nicole, but then she realised in the end that, yeah, she wasn't good enough and I'm holding on to this. And it was done, you know, it wasn't done over-emotionally. You could see that Sharon had a connection mm. to the girl, but it it wasn't done as nearly as, bad, you know, bad as, as it was, you know, the little tear, the, all all that malarkey that we had on Saturday Night Show, I think it was, wasn't it? I, I have um, to confess, I'm mm. parking the X Factor to boot, to, to boot camp. Yeah, I mean, there's only a few. There's only another week, isn't exactly. there? There's, there's this weekend, and, and then that's it. And I, and I have to admit, when I watched the first two live show, I was really going, "Well, I don't remember them from the auditions at all." So I think by the time I get to boot camp, yeah. it won't matter if I haven't seen too many of them. But apparently, there's quite a lot of controversy at boot camp because they do the chair thing again. Oh yeah, I'll, do, I'll watch boot camp. That's that's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, they do the chair thing again, and and this time round, a lot of comedy acts get put through, um, and there's a lot of booing in the audience apparently but i mean there's a lot of comedy acts being put through yeah the one i did the bit i did yeah. watch this weekend was the lady and the man and, and yeah it's quite well Delilah. flamboyant i suppose would be the word the other word was can't sing uh yeah. was the one i was and going for stevie as well i, I didn't did no him? i don't think i saw stevie so no. no he's the one do you remember in the auditions where he just forgot the words to the ollie mers song oh yeah 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 and, they kind of felt... and he came back and did don't stop me now by queen and just Completely just dancing around the stage, but the audience loved him, even though nice. he's not great. He'll probably get through to the live shows. It's yeah. just like, you get that now, you don't... I haven't got that sense that I want to see these people again. And that's what you need, I think, with the X Factor. Yeah. You need... Oh, I want to see this person next week. You need week. a I bit of connection. Maybe we'll get that at boot camp, but at the moment, I'm so, so underwhelmed. Well, I, and I, 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 if I don't get it at boot camp, I'll, I'll stop till judges' houses, and if not, then I'll go to uh, live shows. More singing on ITV. Uh, Scylla started on uh, Monday night to uh, awesome ratings. Yeah, massive. Uh, six and a half million. Walloping new tricks on the other side. Did you watch it at all? I, I kind of caught the first ten minutes and I yeah. looked at it and thought, mm, do you know what? I, don't. I, I mean, I, I, my parents watched it and absolutely loved it. Mm. My mum is a massive Scylla fan. Yeah, um, my mum stayed awake to watch all of it, and that's a wow. very big achievement for her. Wow. Um, what I what I will say, and I did mention it last week, was the fact that I'd seen all three episodes. They sh- they mm. had them all at the screening in one fell swoop, and I thought it should have been done in all one go, if not two parts consecutive nights. I think three parts. Certainly, this first part was very very watered down. There was not a lot yeah. of actual action. Uh, this was establishing, you know what Scylla was like, her getting up and singing with clubs and her sort of messing up her first opportunity to be signed by uh, Brian Epstein. Mm. I mean, I think the highlights are certainly Sheridan Smith and her singing voice. It's absolutely fantastic. If that's her, that's incredible. It is her. She sang all her songs live. I mean, she has got... That's similar to... um, Who was the the girl out of uh, Absolutely Fabulous who did the the little voice? Little uh, Jane Horace. That's that's up there with that, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, a um, real surprise of how well she could sing. I mean, all... I should say, it's not just Sheridan Smith. All of the music performances are performed live. So all of the... the, You know, the actors playing the bands and stuff, they're all playing live. Uh... I can't even pronounce his name, the lad who's playing Bobby. I think it's Honorin Bernard, um, and he sings as well. Uh, that is really impressive. And I think 
if you get onto two and three where she sings some of Scylla's, you know, recognisable songs like Anyone Who Had a Heart and mm. Alfie and uh, Step Inside Love, things like that. When does she get to sing Surprise, Surprise? That's all I really care Oh, we don't get that far. No? Oh, okay. The performances were brilliant. And also the, the 60s sets, the because they couldn't film in the Cavern Club because the ceilings are too low. Right. So they recreated the Cavern Club to spec, and I thought they did an excellent job with that as well. What I will say, and as I say, quite controversial maybe, is the fact that I think Sheridan Smith it might be a tad on the old side. Because this is, this is, Scylla, in the start of Scylla, is meant to be 17. Okay, and, I wouldn't have thought that had, I yeah, exactly. thought that she looked like an it, early 20s person. Yeah, it starts at 17 and it goes through yeah. till about 25, 26. And at 33, I just think Sheridan Smith is a tad on the old side. I think she's great. And I think at times she is believable as that teenager. Yeah, but, but I think maybe that's why there's that disconnect and why Luke, I think, said to me he found it a bit annoying because you're watching this mature actress act like a stroppy teenager some of the time. Okay. Um, and it's not like it was with Mrs. Biggs where she sort of played younger and then older. She's playing younger throughout the series. Yeah. But I think at the same time you're looking at... Um, a big actress, and could you have got another big actress in there? And also, obviously, Jeff Pope, who wrote it all, has uh, him and Sheridan worked together twice already, so it was easy for those two, I think, to work together. So, mm. if you were in two minds about watching two and three, I, I'd recommend sticking with it. And uh, also, this week, didn't we? We got the, the new Channel 4 or E4 uh, young person drama, didn't we? Youth. Youth drama. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Glue, uh, which is a, from Jack Thorne, uh, previously of Skins and uh, The Fades, which I really enjoyed. I think you were a fan of that, weren't you? The Fades. If I, if I could just tell you that I was going to watch this, but I was stuck somewhere. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so I'm guessing you didn't watch No, this. but it is on my list of uh, catch-ups this week. Uh, I don't want to sort of dissuade you from it, so I'll, I'll sort of... Positives and negatives, because I yeah. think I might have gone in with slightly higher expectations than... The previews uh, have certainly given it a very Nordic yeah. noir feel as well. Yeah, basically what this this entails was it's about a group of sort of uh, hedonistic teenagers in a sort of sleepy village town. I mean, some of them work as vets and jockeys. It's sort of, you know, the, the main industries in the... in the It's a farming town, basically. Mm. Um and uh, you start with this group. They're all sort of they're jumping into those big um, seed vats. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah. And they're, they're sort of and and that's how it starts. And you meet the group of people. And then I won't spoil it for you. One of their number dies, and it's basically who killed them, the murder investigation, and all that. You meet this girl who was part of this group, who is now a police officer. There's stuff as well uh, about the Romani community who lives in the it, in the town. It wasn't the one from Rizzlekicks, was it? What that died? Because otherwise, I'm, I'm not. not, tell you. I'm not gonna, I mean, I hope I'm it isn't. Because otherwise, I can't watch it. If if one of the Rizzlekicks <laughs> dies, then that's it. Yeah, I'm doing the hump. Uh, um, what I will say about this is that um, I thought it was a little, almost a little bit too much on the artistic side. Okay. A bit too much on the. I mean, there was the one girl whose character name escapes me. She was this sort of girl who was all about... She was a jockey. She was all about, like, thrill-seeking. She had this background, quite questionable background. Her mum was a bit of a sort of, you know, a, a loser. And I just thought her character was a bit too much at times. Similar with the Rizzle Kicks guys, well, they sort of were in a relationship. Maybe this is down to my age now, I think, maybe. But then again, I felt the same about Skins when that started. Yeah, I remember and you talking about It took me a couple skins. of times... 
took me a couple of episodes to get into it, and then I was absolutely hooked and loved Skins. Mm. What I will say in its favour is that it's got some fantastic performances uh, from the the actresses. I think the male characters were a bit on the wimpy side. They're all sort of, you know, introspective and brooding and just a bit annoying, really. Uh, the, the female characters felt a lot more together. Yasmin Page, who played the, the police officer character, I thought was especially good. I don't know if you've seen uh, Submarine, Richard Ayoade's film, but she was the female lead in that. Oh, right, I haven't, a, but I've heard good things. She's a very, she's a very uh, accomplished actress, and also uh, Faye Marseille, who was in... Uh, I don't know how far you've got on Fresh Meat, um, but she played Candice in Fresh Meat in Series 3. Oh, right, yep. Yeah. I haven't got that. Um, I'm still somewhere in Season 2. It's certainly promising, but I won't say, like, when I, when we first watched Broadchurch and we were like, oh, who's the killer, who's the killer? I'm not like that yet. Okay. But give it, I'm going to stick with it, but I'm, I'm not as hooked as I thought I would be. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV and at The Gary Show. Is there a song coming after this, by the no, way? No, we... This is a no song oh, week, I've decided. Come on, no, come on, no, no, I've decided this is a no, no song week. No, 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 no. If you read... Oh, I should quickly thank Jordan uh, Gallagher for giving us a bit of feedback on Facebook about the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on, read that while I look and for a song. He, yeah, and he uh, said uh, he loves the podcast, wish they were longer and more often... He'd like there to be more on US shows, and uh, he'd like more singing. That's what he he'd does. like. More singing. Oh, and more singing, obviously. Right. It's the last comment he leaves. Right if you'd not. like to leave us some feedback on the Facebook, it's facebook.com/slash/thecustardtv. So go on there. Just tell us what you like about the podcast, what you think we should talk more about, maybe. Yeah. Uh, just, just your general thoughts. It's, it's just nice to hear from you. Got a bit of a clash on Sunday night now. It's getting, we're getting into the sort of autumnal now. It's getting dark in the night, so that means Downton Abbey yep. is returning. Nine o'clock on Sunday, ITV. You've never watched Downton, really, I, have I've you? I've watched you one Christ- well, the the Christmas, Christmas special. special because of you know it being the only thing yeah. that was allowed to be watched at the fa- at the fan. I think now it might. I don't know. Jump the shark, perhaps. I mean, we're series five now. I'm not sure how well our girl will do on BBC One at the same time. Well, yeah, uh, Lacey Turner. This is drama. Lacey Turner playing a medic in Afghanistan. It did air as a 90-minute one-off last year. I think it was about March, April time. It was a 90-minute one-off? I had a pretty... It was a 90-minute one-off. But I, I um, really enjoyed that, and I didn't think yeah, I you would. Watched it, I, I really, yeah. yeah, I was really sceptical, but Luke said, no, mm. please watch it. And he was. You know, and if you haven't He's seen right. it and you'd like to watch the series, that I think iPlayer at the moment have got like a 10-minute recap yeah. of that of that episode. I don't know if it'll be like a nice alternative to people who don't like costume mm. dramas and want something a bit... Grittier on a, on a Sunday night. We'll have to see yeah, when the big... it's, a, it, it's very different to Downton Abbey. So you know, if it's, it's, it's similar to the special, it'll very... and I suppose you've got that built-in audience who watch the special, and obviously Lacey Turner, big name, is back in EastEnders now. I mean, so... the only thing I would say, possibly with scheduling, is you could have put this on on an EastEnders night and and mm, kept that audience. Tuesday night, yeah, Tuesday or. Yeah, Tuesday's the night. What's coming in on Tuesday night, which is The Driver on uh, 9 o'clock to start, is a three part drama uh, starring David Morrissey and Colm Meany, I believe, is in this. Yes, the guy. Uh, uh, Basically, this is a three part thriller, and it looks from the trailers really, really interesting. I think if you swap those around, because Tuesday's traditionally more of the sort of female orientated night of drama, In the Club was on there recently happy valley was in there earlier in the year because you you've got the lead in from eastenders and you've got the lead in from holby city yeah and i think if you have something like the driver which is a 
you know, different. I mean, they did it last year with What Remains and then with... Yes, um, that's right. They did. By any means. Yeah. Uh, which didn't do as well. No, but it got a good uh, lead-in, so... I, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to the driver. You know, is this a drama, Marvellous? Marvellous, yeah, BBC Two, 9 o'clock Thursday. This was something that at uh, Edinburgh, uh, Danny Cohen, who was standing in for the uh, control of BBC Two, the uh, Danny Cohen, who's the head of all the channels yeah. at BBC, he uh, touted this as one of the uh, big things to look forward to. This is Toby Jones, uh, and I wish I'd done my research, playing a character who's got sort of learning difficulties, a real-life cat uh, person, and he's actually in it as well, Neil something. Uh, and it's set actually in my neck of the woods around Stoke and, and Keele University and that sort of area. So uh, he became sort of a mascot for Stoke City, I believe. He he had a job at Keele. Oh. It's just sort of a 90-minute exploration of his life. It's written by uh, Peter Bowker, who did the Eric and Ernie thing. And we'll forget oh, that he's from that yeah. here uh, as well. Yeah, we'll uh, let that yeah. slide. Neil Baldwin is the name of the character. And, I, I mean, Toby Jones is a fantastic actor. So um, And... Uh, for next Friday, uh, if we're not back by then, uh, we should remind you that we've got the first Strictly X Factor Clash of the series. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're bringing Saturday night back to Friday night, by the sounds of it. You know, we're, we're having a, an X Factor Strictly weekend, really, aren't we? Two nights of Strictly and three of X Factor. Yeah, um, also on the Saturday, apparently, Strictly is going to push Doctor Who back. You enjoy Doctor Who? Uh, no. The last one. Listen, did you did you enjoy it? Not as much as everyone else. Okay. I'm still yet. I I could see it was much better. You know, give him credit. Much better writing uh, than the first three. I just was not a hundred percent convinced yet. I need more. Okay. Um. So X Factor boot camp and the first Strictly Come Dancing are up against each other Friday at nine. BBC on ITV. Although, if you want to be a bit alternative and go, no, no, I'm not with the mainstream, Gogglebox, Channel 4 at the same time. I'm not sure how well this will do against them, because, I mean, Gogglebox, the last series, was the top-rated Channel 4. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't... I don't know, would they move that to 8 o'clock? I don't know. There's not much on 8 o'clock, Gogglebox. Gogglebox, no. It's a bit too too sweary. Oh, right, okay. I've never actually seen it, so... Yeah, it's a bit... I mean, it's not really, really sweary, but there is enough swearing up for it not to be on before uh, the watershed. Oh, fair. Um, again, I mean, this is... I don't even need to mention what Gogglebox is, because we all know what Gogglebox Indeed. is now. It's sort of in the in the vernacular, so... The only thing is we know there won't be... One family we will be missing this series. It's the family of that lad who was in Celebrity Big Brother, because they've decided, you know, you, you go on a celebrity programme, you're not on Gogglebox anymore. Yeah, you're not. You're not one of the common people enough. So yeah. uh, yes, you have to. Uh, you have to relinquish your your celebrity rights and hand back in your badge. Uh, okay, so well, Gary. So yes, while Gary warms his voice. Yes, up, tell them all about Twitter and Facebook. Or and the house, the, the housekeeping. Well done. Uh, so if you if you go onto the uh, thecustardtv.com, we've got lots of uh, features on there. We get we've got a weekly Bake Off review. There's a weekly Doctor Who review. Who should have gone from the Bake Off this week, Gary? Uh, I think they did the right thing. Do you think yeah. getting rid of Kate? I, you don't I, think Martha? No, I think Kate was the right person to go. I think Martha was middle of the pack. I'm still saying Nancy to win. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get a weekly Bake Off review. There's a weekly uh, Doctor Who review. There's lots of uh, news items being added constantly. Yeah. Uh, my weekly columns come back as well. So there's a lot to check out on the site. Uh, we are all on a um, Twitter. I am at Matt's TV Bites. Gary is at the Gary Show. 
and Luke is at Luke Custard TV. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook, as we mentioned earlier, facebook.com slash the Custard TV. We are actually also, we haven't mentioned this so far on the podcast, we are now on Instagram as well. Are we? Uh, if you want to see some pictures from uh, the, the Edinburgh Festival, they are all on there. Uh, inst- search Custard TV, obviously, so there's another thing to follow us on. Uh, and now, uh, making his uh, second appearance on uh, the fourth series of the podcast, it's uh, Gary with a uh, a nice little song. Indeed. Well, I, I thought, I'd, obviously, you know, I try and make sure that we're, we're, we're topical and rele- relevant here on the uh, the Custard TV Live. So, in honour of our Scottish friends uh, voting nay, uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of Paul McCartney and uh, a number oh. a number that I like to call Mull of Kintyre. Imagine bagpipes about now. Mull of Kintyre, oh mist rolling in from the sea, my desire is always to be here, oh Mull of Kintyre. Very nice. Cheers. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.